Thanks for listening to Sex with Emily. On today's show, I'm joined by actor Scott Eastwood to talk about his adventurous lifestyle, what great sex is really like, and why we need to just stop judging everyone. All this and more. Thanks for listening. Deputy Jamie. Hello. I have to ask you something. What's the main questions we get asked from our female listeners on the show? What would you say? Oh, definitely not being able to orgasm or having trouble getting there. I mean, there's a lot of reasons, too. There's pain, dryness, stress, because who doesn't have that? Mm. Anxiety. I mean, I feel for the women out there. We're just hurting. This is why I got so excited about Foria. Yes, it's amazing. (laughs) Oh, my God. I know. Okay, so you guys, this is probably my most unique sponsor I've had in a few years. Foria Awaken. It's intimate massage oil that uses CBD-rich hemp extract. There's been so much research and studies lately about the benefits of CBD oil and also benefits of CBD and sex from pain relief, relaxation for your whole body, and it makes sense that it would work as well for your other parts. Yeah, it's kind of incredible what it can do. I mean, it's think about it. It's a plant, and it totally relaxed me. I know, same. I was so my body, I just used a few sprays and I rubbed it on my hands and then I put it on my whole vulva area and I waited like five minutes. I just felt, I felt stimulated and tingly and turned on. Also, it has eight other plant aphrodisiacs like coconut oil and kava kava extract and it tastes and smells really good too. Yeah, it was like a, like a minty chocolatey taste. Yeah, it was mint chocolate. All these things are why I want to talk about it. It's easy to use. You don't need to use a lot. This little bottle goes a long way. Yeah, I think I pretty much only use three sprays max each time. Yeah, that's all you need. You're just applying a little bit to the clitoris, the labia, and the vagina. Deep relaxation, increased blood flow, enhances sensations like everywhere, and can stimulate natural lubrication. And I'm definitely having easier orgasms and the smelling good, always a plus. I like the fact that it doesn't have any THC in it because that means that everyone can get it. Everyone can experience it. So, I mean, your head's not going to get high. You don't have to worry about that. Just your genitals. Although, I mean, you know me, I'm down for both. Exactly. Surprising. The organic CBD extract they use is only from the United States and it's all independently tested to make sure it's free of synthetics, toxins, and anything else you wouldn't want to put in your body, especially your vagina. Plus, it's 100% edible and vegan. Oral sex on this is amazing. Oh my God. Um, I could talk about Awaken for hours, but just go check it out, learn more, try it for yourself. Trust me, trust me. Go to sexwithemily.com slash awaken. You're going to love it. That's my site, sexwithemily.com slash A-W-A-K-E-N. Look into his eyes. They're the eyes of a man obsessed by sex. Eyes that mock our sacred institutions. Bedroom eyes, they call them in a bygone day. Hey, Emily. You got a boyfriend? Because uh, my man E here, he just got his heart broken. He thinks you're kind of cute. A girl's got to have her standards. Oh, my. Do women know about shrinkage? Isn't it common knowledge? What do you mean, like laundry? It shrinks? Can we not talk about sex so much? Are you kidding me? Oh, my God, I feel so good. Being bad feels pretty good. Well, you know, Emily's not the kind of girl you just play with. You're listening to Sex with Emily. We're talking about sex, relationships, and everything in between. For more information, go to sexwithemily.com. You can easily subscribe to the podcast. You can sign up for our mailing list and check out all of our awesome blogs. They're going to help you have better sex and relationships. 
Also, follow us on social media. Interact with us on social media, I should say. Don't just follow us. Let's get into a social media relationship. It's at Sex with Emily across the board. Um, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. I love hearing from you. And I'm really excited for you guys to hear my interview with Scott Eastwood. He's an actor and a model. He's 32 years old, and he's the youngest son to Clint Eastwood. But he also has a new podcast, which I was a guest on, called Live Life Better with Scott Eastwood. Enjoy the show. All right, we're live, and I'm here with Scott Eastwood. He's my new friend. I'm on his podcast as well. He has a new podcast coming up. But we're, let's, we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, Scott's an actor and all these things. But first... I broke the clitoris. He broke the clitoris. I have a 3D clitoris here. Uh, not to be concerned, because I do have another I'm one. I'm usually but this much more gentle. <laughs> I hope so. Does this say, what does this say about you as a lover, Scott? I don't know. You know How it's... many clitorises have you left broken in your wake? <laughs> Come on. Left broken. That sounds like that could be a good thing or bad thing. I know. Right? Hey, uh, yeah, I don't think you ever want to break a clitoris. Oh, unless unless, she's, it, unless it was consensual. Yeah. Breaking. My question is, did you realize, because I'm be honest, I, I didn't know that the clitoris until I started studying this for a living that this is like the bulb, right? But this is all goes on. This is like behind the labia. Like, so here's my vulva puppet. Okay. Like we're talking, this is just this, but this part goes on behind the labia, these little legs. Yeah. So this 8,000 nerve endings we talk about, it's all the way, all in here. It's all in clitoris. there. Yeah. Yeah, how about that? This is the good spot. That's stuff. the good spot, but this is the clitor, and then all the, behind the labia, this is where the legs are. There's uh, legs. Legs. Goes on for days. Well, isn't, isn't, don't we all start out with a clitoris? We, we start out right? with this, yes, we do. And then you either grow. If it's a all dick. working, yeah. <laughs> or, or not. not exactly. Right? And you see how it goes down. But yes, we all have the female. Energy in us, and a little, and a clitoris, a clitoris uh, is very much can be treated as a shaft. You I can stroke that. the shaft of the clitoris. Yeah. There's a shaft. Where's There's the shaft? Where's the, the shaft? The shaft is like right in here. Like so, here's like the shaft. Actually, this is the tip of it. Oh. This is the shaft right here. So when it gets swollen, like when you turn like a woman on with her clitoris and you start to rub it, there's like a. You can actually get granular with it, not just the touching. I am sure you know this already, being a. Um, being a what? Being a, a sexy, smart man. I'm not that smart. You probably, so I think you are. You are smart. No. I listened to your podcast, and uh, I was on your podcast, and I thought you were great at interviewing, really good interviewer. Like I was like, we we went. Down, like it was like a two hour. I felt like I was there for a long time. Was not bored, and very good questions. Oh, well, thanks. Yeah, I had fun too. Yeah, it was fun. But live life better is your podcast. Live life better. And you are. What are you doing now? Tell me. Tell me about who is Scott Eastwood? Because all I know is, I'll tell you this. I Googled you, right? And it's like, every article is like, Scott Eastwood living an adventurous life. When he's not living an adventurous life, Scott Eastwood is dressed for men. Yeah, he's taking a break from his adventurous life to have a real adventure. <laughs> it's kind of, I mean, it's true. I don't know why people like seem to write about that all the time. I just do it because I, I just like, you know, being out so outdoors, right. mostly. I don't know. I'm a really strong believer in we we are so we're so tunnel visioned in in the society we live in that it's really easy for us just to be like me 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 me. What do we you know what what am I doing with what's next you know what are we doing and not live not live you know the way we were you know we were designed to live you know in tribes in small tribes to live outdoors. Right. To have good circadian rhythms where we sleep, 
when it gets dark and we wake up when it gets light. And that I always feel when I'm out in nature and when I'm out doing things or putting myself through any sort of adversity, right? right? Like I feel better. I feel clear headed. I'm not with my phone. I'm not with the bullshit. And I come back and I'm like reset. Right. So I don't know. I mean, that's just. No, I get it. Like, it's so true. We are so taken away from everything that was once, you know, living just, I think, yeah, the cell phones, technology. And you're right, being in nature. It's so, I was just in nature. Where was I this weekend? I don't even remember. I was, uh, I was in Vermont. (laughs) Thank you. Vermont. It was a very naturist place. Um, I was there for teaching at a yoga festival. You were teaching a yoga festival? I wasn't teaching yoga, though. I was teaching sex. Wanderlust? Oh, se- sex and yoga. Sex and yoga. I have. I have heard of I've actually been to Wanderlust in, in Lake Tahoe. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was there too last year. Yeah. Were you there last great. year? Oh, it's so fun. It's like my friends, like it should just be called 10,000 Hot Chicks in Yoga Pants because like literally like that's what's happening. It's not a bad place. <laughs> right? It was, it was a very, very great place. Right, right. I'm sure. <laughs> right? Did you did you have sex there? I did. I'll just tell you that I met some guy. I was supposed to leave my flight. And I had a really hot time there. Really? I just kept me. Nice. Yes. There you go. After I spoke, I was like, you're hot. I've been at the top of the mountain. At the, the chairlift, there's some party. It was closing. Anyway. Sounds very I've magical. Already, it, was, it was magical. Yeah. My flight got delayed, and he was hot, and it's I like don't know. It's like a Ben Affleck movie. <laughs> like, like Sandra Bullock, I feel like, was in that. It was you, yeah, her. Something you, like that. Running right. through rain, or there's something. Listen, Scott, I have an adventurous life, too, okay? Yeah, I'm just saying. It. They might adventurous not write about life. it all the time, right. but um, no. But it was a fun time. And so I was there, and I was like, oh, I'm never in nature. Like, very rarely. I live in West Hollywood. I live a few blocks, you know, West Hollywood. Kind of ish, and it's like just being there and hiking, and you're outside for like 10, 15 minutes. And I grew up in San Francisco. I was there mostly. It's like I miss it. We don't get that here. So you're right. Yeah. When you're in nature. You're challenging yourself. You're out doing things, and also you're really doing things like the podcast. Like it's to you're interviewing like interesting people. Some guy I went on a date with Adam Glaze Glazy. You went on a date with him? I did. So I saw it. Yeah, I I did like ten years ago. No ways. Yeah. How did the date go? Well, apparently I just went out with him once. So. I don't think there was like a love connection, but he's genius. He's doing he really genius. well. Yeah. yeah. So, Very um, cool stuff he's doing. Yeah, really cool. I mean, it's, yeah. so every time you listen, and I listened to it, I was like, and it was really well done. So, I'm just saying that your podcast was the one I was on was particularly well done, which I haven't heard yet. Of course. But um, I thought it was just really interesting what he's talking about, how they're looking for alternative methods to to everyone just being on goddamn meds, meds, and using get virtual reality. Off, man. I know it's so bad, and. You know, since this is a sex podcast, right? <laughs> yeah, sex yeah, baby. What is what are prescription drugs doing to people's Killing sex, their lives, sex life? Right? One in four women um, is on SSRI right now for antidepressants what is and, that? Anti- and, and antidepressants. So they're on a um, they're SSSR a serot- is a, SSRI is a serotonin reuptake inhibitor. What, what is it? The actual thing it stands for? SS serotonin something SSRI is. It's antidepressant. So that's like Zoloft, Prozac, Celexa. There's like a bunch of them. And yeah, one in four women get put on it. It's probably women are misdiagnosed or maybe they have a little bit of depression, anxiety, or it's because they have like PMS. Who doesn't? Happens to us. And we're just over-medicated. And and it absolutely has direct impact. Like, guess what? You won't be depressed. You'll be really happy, but you won't have a sex drive. Kills it. And also blood pressure medications can affect men's ability to, yeah, for erections so yeah. yes there's a lot happening right now with uh and then you got to take another pill to fix to that get, exactly right? can't get it up i'm gonna keep it up i feel down now i'm up but my penis is down <laughs> it's a whole thing you know what i'm saying it's just not it's a whole thing i know yeah so um i feel like you're in this transition right now i don't even know you that well but i feel like you know you've had a successful career acting modeling 
Mm-hmm. You're like, there's a lot written about your looks. You're attractive, man. I don't want to. Um, no, <laughs> sure, I don't want to yeah. like be that. But it's just pointing out. But you're like, I don't know. You're moving here, there. You're doing things. You're. I don't know. You're doing podcast. You're doing things. You care. You have a heart, yeah. a big heart. Yeah, I just I think doing, you're searching. I'm just, I'm just doing. Yeah, I'm a searcher. I'm yeah, a searcher. Seeker. You know, and I and I I want to evolve and be the best version of myself uh, every day. So doing something like the podcast really was just, you know, hey. I, I want to meet more interesting people. Right. I want to expose myself to more interesting things and learn from people. And I said, well, what better way to do it? Because what happened was I went on Joe Rogan's podcast. Oh. And I got it because I listened to I listen to a lot of podcasts. Okay. And I said, wow, this is so cool. I said, I want to be exposed to all the guests he's exposed yeah. to. You know, because it's, it's like it's like a ed- continued education. Totally. You know, and I yeah. went to college, I had a college <laughs> degree, and I was like, but I haven't really been back to school in 15 years. Right. And I was like, wow, I don't really want to go sit in a classroom. No. Uh, so this is my classroom, right? Yeah. I get it in, you know, invite cool new people. That's cool. We should talk about this, that, right. you know, I got to interview you, yeah. and, you know, just do you prep for it or do you just kind I of, I do, like, I do prep for it. Uh-huh. I try to, you know, I try to, um, read um we're actually bringing on um the author of the female brain um, oh luann brizadine yes. she's great i've yes. actually wanted her on my show for a while and i i just forgot about it like it was years ago yeah we're, we're, we're i think i i, I want to say yeah this week i reach out to her she lives in san francisco james i first year i love her book have you did you read her book yes it's so good so good it's like oh i get it like girls when they're like in Three three weeks old, they're so different than little, like little boys and little girls, yeah. and how we make social contact, eye contact. It's amazing. It is. It I is love really that you have her on. You've really and you had um like Adam, my ex boyfriend. Just kidding, I went out the once. <laughs> and um and you really One make into, out was it good? No, I don't remember. If we made out. We met at a party. I feel like it was a Burning Man type thing mm. in San Francisco because I used to live up there for a long time. And then anyway, I don't remember what, but he's happy. He's doing great things. But yeah, him and you. I know like Tim Ferriss. You were saying you read. What yep. Was it the Titans? Uh, yeah, uh, Tools of Titans. Tools of Titans, yeah. Yeah, I'd like to actually bring him on. You should. Um, because he's cool. He's been exposed to a lot of people, and like, what a cool book. And I think, you know, it's just for people who who, who just want to learn things for, for yeah. you know, whatever, whatever capacity you want to learn something new. What have you learned from the podcast that was most interesting that stuck out to you? Oh, that's a good question. What have I learned? What did you learn from I've me? learned, you know what I learned? I've learned and I'm learning and I'm continuing to learn is how to have a conversation with someone and really listen. Right. That's what I'm learning. It's not easy. Mm-mm. Especially when you're podcasting because you're like, what am I going to say next? Is this interesting? Sure. I actually cut people off sometimes. So I already apologize in advance if I do it. But I still, okay. after 13 years, yeah. I thought I didn't anymore. Like I thought I worked that through. And then Jamie said, well, it was really good. We did some podcast Jamie producer. She's like, it was good. You only cut him off twice. I'm like, ah, I thought I stopped cutting people off. I don't really listen to the show after. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, it is a thing. But this is like one of my favorite, actually, I'm already feeling this way with you, that we're just having a conversation. I'm not like, I'm just Yeah, like forcing it. Yeah. And you know, look, everyone's going to be different. But I, I remember my father used to always say that. He's, he used to say, are you listening? Or are you just waiting for your turn to talk? Yeah. And... I think we really notice it here in LA, mm-hmm. right? So many people have an agenda to push or want to tell you how great they are, or yes. tell you what they're doing in their life, or it can be very narcissistic, right? Yes. But having a real conversation, like an authentic conversation, and really listening, thinking of you know that person being empathetic to whatever they're talking about, asking more questions than maybe you know explaining right. you know, what you want to talk about. Been doing the whole, oh yeah, me too, that happened to me. 
Yeah. 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 A, it's a practice. It's a skill. I love your dad. So your dad, Clint Eastwood, mm-hmm. people don't know. Yeah. Famous, famous actor. One of the most famous actors of our time. Yeah. Um, what's that like? You must, that's been a whole thing probably. Get, like, having him as a dad. I know you could ask this a lot, but I just can't help it because, hey. So being like, you're, I mean, you're, you know, you're your own person. I know I did do my research. I read about you that you would go on interviews and you didn't want to use the Eastwood name. Like you want to, mm-hmm. obviously I could see that being a thing. Like I don't want everyone to know I'm doing it on my own. And so. Yeah, that was years ago. Um, I was, you know, I was young. I was in my early twenties and, right. you know, I was just trying to figure out who I was as a man, uh, you know, figuring it out and, and trying to navigate Hollywood. Oh, you know, people, I think people have an assumption that, just because you you are someone's kid or something that you suddenly like have all the keys to the kingdom, but like you're still a an adolescent yeah, person. You right? are I mean, right. No, I mean like I think it'd be hard. Pay rent, how to yeah. go to school, how to go get a job, like all the normal things that people have to figure exactly. out. Exactly. And you almost feel like it's probably worse because you're probably like people are assuming that I should have all these things and be on the scene, but I'm still like twenty years old trying to figure out how to do my laundry out of the house and yeah. whatever it is that yeah. you figure out. Yeah. So what about did your dad you guys are still tight. Obviously, yeah. your dad. Yeah, yeah, he's eighty-eight. He just turned eighty-eight wow. years old. That's amazing. I know, eighty-eight, eighty-eight, eighty-eight years ago, someone had sex and had him. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. They were still having sex. Then. They were having sex eighty-eight years ago. That's good. Did your dad teach you anything about sex? <laughs> did you? Te- how did you learn about sex? Do you remember? You have a lot of kids in your family. Big family. Was it school? When did you first remember learning about sex? Older woman. Really? An older woman. And? She like seduce you like Miss Robinson thing? Mm. I'm going to have to be careful with my words okay. here. Yeah. Um, or you could. You she know. was uh, great. She was uh older woman. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, she was very uh, kind and gentle. Nice. Yeah. Unlike you and the clitoris here. She did not teach <laughs> you about the clitoris. Break the clitoris. No, I did. It was already bro- it was a broken clitoris. Yeah. Um, we set you up there. But no, but do you um, remember? I don't know. I didn't have great like sex education. You're still, wait, back up. So you were saying that was the first someone you were with, perhaps. Mm, yeah. It's good to have an older lover, I yeah, think. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Great. I mean, you don't know. You, when you're a kid, you don't know anything, right? No, I mean, you when you're not out. a kid, you don't know anything. You know how many men true. don't know anything? Don't and know anything women. Right now. Nothing. I know. Yeah. Do you have any sex questions for me? You were so good when I was on your show asking so many questions, but I feel like. What's well, your show? In particular. No, but you're what, do me. you have any questions? I don't know. Sex. Well, we were talking earlier before about you were saying no one uses condoms anymore. Huh? Uh, well, uh, yes. Well, now that's something that's we should add up. They're not. I don't understand why you people are not using condoms because I think that people assume like um, they don't have to worry anymore because they got the vaccines or they don't have to worry. Wait, what's about, the vaccine? They got. Um, There's the, a vaccine. There, well, they got the. Um, oh my God! What? The H- Sorry, I'm thinking my head. I feel like I'm hungover oh. too, but I'm not. The HPV pack, the HPV vaccine that you're supposed to get before you're 28 years old. Really? A lot of kids get it, and they don't. You probably got it. I would think. I would hope so. Yeah. So anyway, you're not. Why aren't you? Why don't you use condoms? You tell me. Well, well no, whoa, whoa, whoa. I okay. didn't say that. No, That's I not think what that people are people are worried. I know. <laughs> um, didn't your older lover teach? No, I just think that it's um. I think that there's not this immediate like, oh, we're going to get AIDS, we're going to get STDs, that it's just kind of like, maybe she's on the pill, we don't have to worry about it. And I think it's still awkward. And there's still this notion that Condoms sex isn't as good. Condoms are awkward, right? But they're not. They don't have to be. If you use the right one, 
Well, STDs are real. You can't tell anything at the time. It's a real thing. <laughs> STDs are real. Is That's it more cool. awkward to be like, I have herpes or ah, this condom's awkward in the moment? And I think that people don't know, like I love skin condoms. I'm going to give you a parting gift in case oh, you okay, decide nice. to use condoms one day. Um, <laughs> I'm sure you do. Um, but they're poly- they're non-latex. They're polyisoprene, meaning that they're non-latex. So latex can be like uncomfortable, can be too tight. And I think a lot of men wear condoms that are ill-fitting. Mm. And every condom fits differently. Why do you think they're they're, they're too sizing tight, up? Too, maybe they're like, I'll take the king condoms, or I'll take the extra, extra, extra large. Yeah, they're sizing up or they're sizing down. Oh yeah. So they don't know it, not on purpose. No, sure. no man's gonna be like, I'll take the small Cut one just to be safe. Blood circulation. <laughs> exactly. And then they're like, oh, it's really uncomfortable. I can't feel anything. Well, maybe because you're cutting off your circulation. So I just think mm. that that's what, that's kind of what's happening now. Well, what what's going on? I, I think we might have touched on it before. What's going on with? the advancements in the male birth control sector. I wish that it was advancing faster, but it's there was something that came out recently that said that they're testing it again. Like initially when it came out, men are like, oh God, I might get cramps and have headaches. I'm not going to do that. Let's have the women take it. And so now I think the same thing came out again and they're like, oh, okay, same thing. It's still out there for debate, but men could actually, I think now it's actually, there's a resurgence in it that it could actually happen that there is a pill that men take. And all it would mean is like, your sperm that you're going to um, be able to ejaculate, but your sperm count would be like low, lower and you would be able to get someone pregnant. Like, it, it, and you guys are losing so many loads a day, it doesn't even matter. But for women, we're taking the pill and it's messing up our reproductive systems and yeah. stuff like that. So, yeah, would you take a pill? Yeah, I mean, I think I would. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's hard, I guess, to answer that because I've never felt, you know, I feel for you women, right? I, like, I, I have five sisters, so I have seen. The emotional mood swings. I've seen what it does. You know, I'm it's seeing. Real. You know, it's real. It's like, okay, but it's also, you know, it's like okay. What? But we're well, the if you're if you're well, if you're gonna have a a, a lover, right, and you're gonna be in a, a relationship with someone, and you're not gonna be taking that precaution, then right. you know, then you're gonna probably, you know, what they oh, say they they, what? they 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 call people who use the pull pull out method. method right? Yeah. What do they call it? Parents. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. If you time it though, on the app, you can time it, but no, it's not good. It's best to use no. condoms, but they do call them parents. Are they you are dating parents. now? What? How do you? What's it like dating here in LA? I don't. I don't date here in LA. I don't live in LA. I live right. in. Uh, I live in Texas, actually. That just happened though five minutes ago. I've been there for longer than. Okay, I've been but there you've for been almost here. A year. What's it just like dating? Like, what are you? What are you looking for? What am I looking for? I don't know, um, yeah. You know, I think, look, t- timing has to do with a lot of it. I have, I've been so focused on work and, you know, making movies and the work I'm in, like you travel all over the world, it's hard to have something consistent. And I think also, you know, I don't even know if I'm ready to be in. Good for you for knowing that. You know? I think most, I think a lot of people aren't. You're 32? 32. Like what? I mean, yeah, you don't even have to be ready. No one well, has to be ready. Here's the thing. Ready. Here's the thing. So you can, you know, like there. There's two sides to being single or to be being in a relationship, right? You, you know, you you are. It's it can be lonely at times, right? Everyone can get lonely. Yeah, for sure. But it also can be very freeing because you can do whatever the hell you want. Exactly you know, with, that, yeah, with whoever you want. Yeah. Uh, and I think a lot of men sometimes, or men and women, they get maybe lonely, but they may not. They're not be ready yet to settle down. Right. 
So then they're, you know, they're the caught in this like weird timing. Timing's like I think really I think timing huge. is you know it is huge. I love that you know that you're not ready yet too yeah. because I I get that. Like there's a certain like it's hard to do it all. So if you're working in your career and you're you're doing a lot of different things or your friends or your lifestyle or moving, you know, it just it's okay to date and just the most important thing is to be honest the people you're dating and say like, all right now I'm not looking for anything. And I think that people are more open to that now that I think it, it used to be like, like you just date and then we're together. Like we date yeah. two dates. It must mean that we're committed. But I just think a lot of times we don't see that there's other options, how to casually date. Yeah. It seems, kind of- it seems the world has changed, right? The like popular opinion about dating is, is totally fine. Whereas, you know, maybe 50 years ago it would have been like, well, what do you mean? Why aren't you married? Why aren't right. you, you know? And I'm sure there's still places like that. that right. But- what does your dad want for you? Well, he's he's just dating right now too. Is he? I love <laughs> he's it. not he's not uh, married or anything. So right, you know maybe I don't know. Maybe I'll be eighty eight and still dating. I don't know. What's your biggest turn off? Like if you're out with someone or like you don't do the apps, right? Have you done the apps? No, you, okay. I've never I've never been on a, a dating app. Okay. Um, what would be something if you're on a date with someone like gosh, she was so hot. I saw her. Then you went out. Like what could be something that you'd be like, oh no, I'm out. Entitled, bratty. Not considerate, not grateful. That, like, for me, immediately ruins it all. Right. No matter how beautiful or how sexy or, you know, any of the aesthetics or the pheromones that are happening, Mm -hmm. if I notice a lack in character, Mm. I am done. I'm like, nope. What would that look like? Right. Give me an example. Well, I did bail one time. Ooh, okay. I did. This is a good story. Okay. I did bail one time. I went on a, a, the worst date I've ever been on. This was years ago. Um, and I remember halfway through, I think it was actually here in Santa Monica. Okay. Uh, I remember going to, I think it was like El Cholo or something. It was a Mexican restaurant. And at the time, she just, it, it, she... She was so entitled, so. What do you mean entitled? Terrible. Like she was like, I just, am beautiful. I'm smart. I have yeah, everything. Yeah, okay. just telling me how great she was. And about halfway through the meal, I realized that this was not a person that I wanted in my life. She was toxic. Uh, and I just said, I gotta go use the restroom. And I just no, you never just left. Came back. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, because you yeah. were done. That's, I was done. Yeah, no, yeah. I get it. I've wanted to do that. I've I've been out of a date in record time, like in 14 minutes or less. Ooh. But you just a you just. How does that Dead. go though? Like if you don't, do you just say, "Hey, listen"? Yeah, I was like, you know what? Yeah, this isn't happening. I'm so impatient. I was like, I just feel this. This isn't going to be a thing. Let's leave. Let's not waste anyone's time. And something else was going on in my life where I was like, I can't even fake this right now. I know I'll never see this person again, and I'm out. So when I left, you know, obviously she figured out I left. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> and you know, she then she proceeded to psycho dial me. Um, <laughs> so she had, I think. We, I don't remember if we'd taken two cars or, or whatever, but she had met me ne- at a buddy's house uh, before we had gone to this restaurant. And so she had gone back to my friend's house oh. and she started pounding on the door. And my, I wasn't there. Right. <laughs> you did the right thing. <laughs> my friend had the to psycho deal with pounding, her. right? Yeah, I mean, psycho. She was obviously, obviously unhinged, said Lise. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what about for you and, and sex? Cause let's, let's just move into sex. I'm curious. Like for you, what what makes really good sex? Pheromones, like the, having the chemistry. Yeah, the I, think that, I think that like goes without saying. Like everything from the meeting of somebody, 
not just the second. Like it all starts with pheromones, and I think they're really important. I think they're they're happening like subconsciously. You know, when you when you look at someone and you like get that captivated, you know, feeling. Mm-hmm. I think that the smells are happening. Like they say, s- smell is sense is big. Yes, all the senses. Right? Yep. Um, and you know, I, th- I think that there is something like that is that is like really primal, and that turns into good sex. That yeah. turns into good relate. You know, re- a good relationship or a good. Or a very, you know, fire so, could be maybe fire, maybe not a good relationship. It could be but, a good night, yeah, yeah, a really good night. night. Yeah. So do you mean like in the second you meet someone and you think the scent, are you talking about like the chemistry or the scent, like you actually like have Yeah, I don't think you, so that's what I'm saying. Like sometimes I think it happens subconsciously. You don't even really smell them. Right. Yet, bef- like you're just sort of drawn to them and you're like, well, why am I drawn to that person? But I think it's pheromones. That's okay. my theory anyways. Okay. Yeah, that's a, that's a good theory. I think it's more like, yeah, like chemistry. Because that makes good sex. About yeah. It. Okay. Let me ask you this. Okay. I want to see what you think about this. Talk to me. Scott mm-hmm. Eastwood. Oh, yeah. So there was a study that came out that women are pickier than men on dating apps from age 18 to 30, but men are pickier after age 40. So online dating has saturated us with choice, um, enabling us to actively seek out those who correspond even with our most niche desires. Women are picky in their peak fertility years, eighteen to thirty, and men like are not as picky in women. So, like, what, what, what do you think about this? Well, I think I think it's interesting why like Bumble's so successful, right, right now, because that's, you know, that was a spinoff, right, right. Uh, and I got to know actually the woman who started it, Whitney, and she's a really nice gal. Yeah. And it's interesting, right, that you know, women want to have the control of. No, I don't want a bunch of people, you know. Right. I, if I want to respond to you, then then great. We can have a conversation. Um, and so maybe, I don't know. Yeah, maybe then there's like, then there's a space for a dating app for men. Because you're saying men get pickier in their later yeah, years. The late, right? Yeah, maybe there is. I don't think there, I think that the, the Bumble thing is more about men. Um, I don't know why. Maybe there's like, I've had my kids and I don't really, I don't know why or I'm divorced. But I think that most of the apps, the men are the ones who are usually making the first move. So Bumble was pretty smart because women were able to make the first move on it. But I, I didn't like it. I try, I just tried it for work. Wait, did you not? Did you not like it because you didn't like to be the one making the first move? No, I just don't like the apps at all because they work. Everyone, you should try them. If you really want to meet someone, you should date on apps and you should talk to everyone you know about dating. And that's for me. I'm just like I get a million messages and the follow through took another text. It's another thing it's to a do. Job. I, it's I really job. like to meet someone in person. Like everyone updated I've met, IRL. I'm the same. I'm the old school way as well. I, I've got to. You got to have that connection. There's so many subtleties in conversation. Right. And then you don't know from a text. Like I have friends who like he goes on like ten dates a week. Super handsome guy. Actually, an ex boyfriend of mine. We're very good friends now. And he's like, he takes notes after every date. He's like. Super Take great. Notes? He chose, he takes these freaking whoa, notes. I should read it to you. What I know. kind of world are we but in? I wish there were sex notes, but they're not. He's like, this happened and that. I know. And he's like, liked her. Her mom oh, does. God. Her mom teaches yoga. Like, oh, that's like, like a journal. That's like, it's a, like journal. a journal. I thought we were talking about like. No, sex. But then there was one. He was like, that was fun. Dinner was great. And she gave me a blowjob. I'm like, that's it. What? Shouldn't you well, have led with the blowjob? It could be a journal. But he's like tracking it. He's like, it's like his date. Well, that's good. Like, imagine in 20 years, he'll be like, oh, yeah, on September 4th, I got a blowjob. Exactly. nice. like, that was nice. It's been 30 years but the thing is he's so tracking <laughs> it that like no I know hopefully yeah. blowjobs come, come and go yeah um, I hopefully, mean, they, hopefully they keep coming style, right? no hopefully they don't <laughs> people weren't even giving blowjobs like 50 years ago though you don't think so Kinsey, no with like Kinsey it had to be like a whole thing when Kinsey started doing like, 50 years ago 
when Alfred Kinsey started the whole Kinsey Institute in Indiana, that's really when couples were like, oh, like oral sex, and it became a really? thing. Really? That's yes, how Thank it God, paved the way. People were doing it, but it wasn't as much of in like popular a- popular culture. Yeah, and it was kind of judged. It was like, like if you gave a blowjob, you were more, I don't know what, like you should just, it comes down a lot of it to um, our culture, our religion, that- Why? Just supposed to procre- have sex for procreation, whatever people believed then. But they're like, oh, oral sex. That, well, what fun. a good time that is. Thank uh-huh. God we discovered it. Why, why, speaking of our culture, and you know, you, you sprung that like into my mind, why does it seem like there is such a mean culture when it comes to women and sex? That and was, men and men are men are totally exempt, right? Look here, if if you're a man and you sleep with multiple women and you're, you're 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 a cool guy you're stud right if you're a woman and i feel like the women do it more to women than than men do it to women right they label and they call names and they shame them yeah you're like what why are you doing that like it's like terrible for your like right it is terrible i think that women why. do do a lot of the shaming but what i'm hearing from so do you do you feel like you're hearing other women talk about women to well, you I, I no i see i see it happen right with young women and I and I you know I hear them make the comment and I was why why are you doing that like why are you judging that person I know so what they want to have sex with that dude so what they want to exactly like why would you do that and and you just you're 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 making a weird cycle for you guys where then it's like a shameful thing or, or it's, it's weird so, yeah it's very unhealthy and I think that I just like I'm so am against. I really don't speak negatively about anybody. I'm not like a cr- critical. I'm not part of that whole mentality, at least around here we're not. But I know that women are, can be the, the worst enemies to other women. Yeah. And they're gossiping. And they're, we could actually go into this email. We had an email. Mm-hmm. I was, you're going to actually help me give advice to listeners. Okay. But what I want to say is that I do think there is a certain amount of women judging other women. But the thing is, and that's evil. And I don't know why. And I think it's because obviously the reason why we judge anybody is because we don't, we kind of want to, don't want to look at ourselves and it makes us feel better maybe to kind of trash someone else. But there is a certain notion though that men are like, and I've actually never heard a guy say this to me when I've asked on the show or in life that they're going to judge a woman. Well, if she's had too many partners, I know I'm not going to sleep like, with what? her. What? I like, know. If anything, she is more experienced. Not that you should judge at anything, but I think that that's this, it's this whole Catch twenty two, and I I've think. always been to that school of thought that wh- why would it matter what number is what? What you, you know? That's just silly. That's it is just silly. Do you hear women silly. doing this about other women, not just about sex, but about a lot of different things? Oh, good question. I mean, I think people inherently are—they call it the human stain, mm-hmm. where people point and they go, "Look, look at that! Look at that!" You know. Look at that person. They're so much shittier than I am. Oh, you know, it makes them feel more validated or right. better. And I, I don't know what that is or what defect we have that it's we like, have to do that. Well, I just I think it's again it's because we want to deflect all we want to deflect our own insecurities. And it's like why we love reality TV and why we like tabloid journalism because we don't have to look at ourselves. We can all just like talk about sure. whoever the Kardashians exactly. and get obsessed with their crazy life. Or we think either they're aspirational or we just. They make us, you know, we want that or we just think, oh my God, at least I'm not that kind of a train wreck. But I think these days we just, we always, we have to just be there for each other. It's on love. Yeah, it's weird. Like we, 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 it's so weird. We were talking about this earlier today and it's, it's so weird when you think about, um, and I don't know if it's, if it's because we don't live in small tribes and because we're in such a big world, we feel separated by cultures and boundaries. 
But we have this really weird way of being really, like, really mean to other humans. Yeah, I know. And for me, it's it's like every day I wake up and I go, okay, well, everybody else has got to wake up, put on their shoes, go to work, yeah. feed their families. Like, they all have to go, we all have to go through the same shit, right? We, we I mean, yeah. some people more than others, right? For sure. Some people have it tougher than this matrix, some people have it way easier, and, and no matter what level you're at. And... It's mind-blowing to me that no matter what, that we just are still like so cruel no, I know. to people. I know. And you hear it every day. Just all the things that we're seeing in, on, on the news every day. I don't understand it. I don't understand. How, how do we universally teach self-love? And that everyone's fighting a battle. You know, I love, it's kind of what you're saying, that quote, everyone's fighting a battle of their own. Like, you don't know what people are going through in the moment, so just be kind. Be kind because everyone's fighting their own battle. And it's true. We all, no one's life is perfect. People could look at so many people's lives, and, and we do that to others, and we're like, oh, they have so much. I don't have anything. Or, you know, and it's all, it's our thought. It's the way we interpret it's a moment to moment giving yourself a check on your own thoughts, being grateful, waking up, meditating, yeah. whatever you do, and resetting. And just, you know, yeah, the more you give, the more you get. When I find I'm going through these periods of being kind of, you know, sad or being negative about things, you know, usually it's just internal, my own stuff. But the second I I can lift myself out of that, however I do, if it could just be a thought pattern or breathing, and I do a lot of breath work and meditation, it just helps bring me back to my body. And then nothing matters but that present moment. Then you realize that there's so much more space and you want to give and you want to connect and you want to be there for other people. But when you're so caught up in this loop in your head of your lack, why you don't have things, yeah. and you open up and you connect to others, you're like, we're all in the same place. And think about, think about such hippie stuff, but it's so true. Think about all the time when you add up all the time that you, if, if you spend about these like weird psychotic loops yep. we get in, think about all the time you could do something creative with that time, right? Right. And, I find, like you said, like whatever the reset is, right? Like working out, mm -hmm. stressing the body, creating adversity yes. for yourself, right? So you can come clear-headed and go, okay, cool. Like what was that? That's you by the adversity, about? like working out or yeah, any, disrupting the pattern. Any I, adversity, I think right. adversity is when we get comfortable, when we get, you know, in our yeah. in our comfort zone. It's not good. It's true. And find what works for you because it's not all sitting in an office every day, nine to Like, you got to get up, you got to walk around, you got to move. Yep. And um, I think it's so true what you said now about how we're not meant to be separated from, you know, our community. Like, I don't know my neighbors, you know, that whole yeah. thing of like, we are, we don't have our families around and we isolate. And I think we're now, we're, you know, we're lonely. Like, we're a lonely culture and we get, we get in our heads. And, and even the human brain, like, learning how to regulate thoughts and emotions, that's a fairly new practice in the sense of like, before break, we couldn't even have thoughts. Humans didn't, you know, our ancestors, let's say. So it's like, we really don't know how to regulate. And what I, what I try to do is, um, I've known this for a long time, this whole thing about like, your thoughts are not real. Most times they're stories you're telling yourself and, and to breathe and get out of the moment. And most of the time we're wrong, by the way. Like most of the things that you're obsessing about, about someone else or what someone thinks of you, people are so consumed with their own stuff that they're probably not even upset about it. But I was driving some back from somewhere and I was like, it went really well and then I got tripped on something that I'd said and I started looping on it and I was like, okay, it's been 20 minutes or 10 minutes and what I'm doing now and it's working so I'm gonna tell everybody so you can kind of like practice this is that I try to focus on all the senses. So when I'm driving, I'm like, okay, touch. My hands are on the steering wheel and I feel like my ass on the seat of the car. Got that. Okay, sound. I'm listening to music or I'm listening and if I'm listening to thoughts in my head and they're louder than the music, then I breathe really deep. And I'm like, okay, now I'm hearing my breath. What am I tasting? Okay, I'm tasting like this coffee that I'm drinking. Um, scent, like I'm smelling the, you know, whatever I'm driving past, this, uh, you know, the In-N-Out burger 
on the highway. And and with the second you are like do the loop or you do a check of the you know sight, sense, taste, smell, all the senses, um, touch. There's nothing else that exists in that moment but the present. Like all I am is I'm present, I'm driving, I'm listening, I'm scenting, and then the thought's gone, and I breathe into it, and it like doesn't come back. And then you realize that that all this stuff about the present moment, and we're like, oh, just be present. You're like, fuck you, I got this stuff. What about yesterday? What about tomorrow? That's really all we have. And that's helping me reset lately. Life is really short. And sex is good to do that too. If people's mind wander during sex, do the senses. If, anyway. if your mind wanders during sex? Yeah. What if it wanders to a sexy place, like a cool, different place? That's awesome. That's awesome. But some people. Some people what? Their mind wanders to like, does he notice I gave five pounds? Does she think my penis is small? You probably don't have these thoughts. Some do. <laughs> anyway, um, what were you saying? Life's too short. Yeah, so we got to just be. Life's too short. Life, so life, life can switch on a dime. I mean, my my friend uh, uh, found out his mom had cancer today, mm. and it's like so quick that life can smack you upside the head, and and it can all of a sudden get so real it's so true. quick. And yeah, I mean, I like that idea that, that checking back in with your checking senses, back in. Mm-hmm. checking back in. Remembering the thoughts, these thoughts you have are just sometimes a crazy, crazy uh, amalgamation of crap that's going on in your life that doesn't really exist. It's not really real. It's not real. All that is real is at this moment, and I'm sitting across from Scotty, so we're having conversation, and nothing else matters. That's why I love podcasting too, because I feel like it's the most focused. I don't know. I can just be focused and real, and it's a real connection. Like nothing else is like matters that we can have a conversation and you're sitting here and I love that do you want to help me answer some emails from the people okay okay we'll take a quick break when we come back we're going to get into your emails thank you for supporting our sponsors and I love you all if you've been listening to my show for a while there are two things you hear me talk about all the time toys and lube. And you also know I always suggest using them together. But what you may not know is that System Joe now has a lube specifically designed for toy use. Joe's H2O jelly clings to the surface of toys longer, so you don't have to worry about reapplying as often. Somehow they've managed to give it that extra staying power without being overly sticky, because who wants that? And since it's water-based, the cleanup is super easy. It's made with toys in mind, but the jellies are also great for couples play. Joe jellies come in three thicknesses, light, original, and maximum, so you can find the one that works the best for you. It's safe to say Joe jellies are my new go-to lube. Check them out today by clicking on the Joe banner on my site. Breath is so fucking important. So important. I took a breath class. Uh, I took a breath class. It was really great, actually. I was shooting this movie in Toronto, and... They had a professional uh, free diver uh, who gives these breath seminars all over the world. He came, uh, I had to do this water scene, and we breathed, we did you know, three or four different sessions, I want to say, and within the second session, I was holding my breath static for four plus minutes, 420 wow. or something. And I like, Was it the Wim Hof? It wasn't the yeah. Wim Hof, uh. but um, what was the most interesting I found outside of learning how you can you can change the chemistry of your body and you Absolute, can really sort yeah. of understand how to do that better. The the most interesting thing that I found from it is how you can regu- regulate anxiety. Yes. And especially in living in a big city, right? Where are we right now? We're in the middle of Los Angeles and it's like just relentless. Rah, 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 always coming always. and grinding and never ends. <laughs> so true. If you... 
and I did this. I had to do this today. I did this today. I was running into Whole Foods. I was sort of running late. Um, was waiting in line, and I just found myself having a little, little anxiety. Look at the clock. It was, I was in line, and I just said, "Go back to really slow, controlled, deep breathing." You mm-hmm. know, like ten second breaths, not. Like right. it's an inhale. Ten, ten second inhale. Yes. It's everything. We are so right. Yeah. Starting from the bottom uh-huh. all the way up in the middle chest into the upper chest. And it just, you know, I had to do that a couple of times yeah. and all of a sudden I didn't care that I was in line. I didn't care that I was a little late. Life goes on. <laughs> yeah, you were fine if yeah. you were being late here. I know. I it's the same thing with the breath and the um the senses. This is what I do during the uh at the wanderlust, the retreat. I did it today too. It helps with anxiety because I get anxious. I think we all do a little bit. Yeah, breath has been amazing. And you could do whatever kind. Like I did this one where it was two in through your mouth and two out through your um mouth and it just whatever it is the longer inhales, because here's why. Here's why breath is so important when it comes to sex as well. A lot of us hold our breath during sex, especially women. Oh yeah. And men can when we get anxious. Yeah. But the first thing we do, and for women, the first thing we do is like we'll clench like our pelvic floor, we'll like our vaginas, our vulvas, we'll we hold it. And then women wonder why they're not turned because a lot of women don't think about sex, they don't have orgasm, they're not turned on for sex. And so when you just have that practice, you realize the first two times you do it, how sh- it's hard to do the 10 second in and out. Like that's like a practice. But yeah. when you do it, you're like you, it means it changes your whole chemistry. I got it. That's interesting that you, you say don't that need, about- you don't need like Xanax. You do not Keep need Xanax. No, 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 no. So many people. Um, I mean, we all suffer through f- we do. Um, some sort of anxiety. Jamie doesn't. Me. Jamie's like pre-anxiety one day. She was like, oh, which is why she's good for me because I'm anxious. Producer, but she was like, I think I'm getting pre-anxious about something you said. I'm like, just pre-anxious? And then we like diffused it. Let's get into emails. And um, thanks for all the, the breath. This is good. I'm fucking ready for the weekend and chilling here. Yeah. Scotty Swood. Ready for some breathing. We, yeah, every breathing and sex okay guys I love answering your questions receiving your emails it's awesome if you want a question you want me answered on the show you can text ask Emily all one word to 797979 or go to sexwithemily.com click ask Emily tab include your name your age where you live and how you listen to the show okay this is from Spencer 35 Colorado I thought you'd be able to help me with these because uh, you're a smart real virile man Emily, the show is great and completely satisfies my never-ending curiosity about everything sex-related. Thank you. I'm recently divorced, 1.5 years since the relationship ended, and getting back to dating. It's been fun, but I don't really know what women want anymore, which is a blast trying to figure it out, especially with younger women. The last times I've had sex since the divorce, I'm really having a hard time climaxing. I can't tell if it's an emotional block, if the women aren't sexing the way I found attractive, or if there's too much porn slash masturbation going on. I masturbate once per day typically. Uh, takes about three minutes with a hot porn video and boom, done. Feel good, move on. But with women, I'm having a hard time. No pun intended. What's your advice? Okay, so Spencer, I think, so he's saying here, he's recently divorced, hard time getting dating. I think that after you're used to being with someone during divorce, it can definitely be challenging to be intimate with with other people. Like if it's a new thing, so just go easy on yourself. Yeah. And it can, it can be really. In, I, I find that it's anytime you break up, you have your mind is only goes back to the good things. Yes. Right. So then you get caught up, and then you you start. You know, you're out, and then you know if you're not meeting quality people, right. then you're like, oh, they're nothing like this person. Right. You know, and you're you're not remembering 
the problems that maybe the relationship had, you know, you're just sort of focusing on them. Yeah, it's so true. I call that euphoric recall. Like, yeah. we, it's like you put your, your ex on a pedestal. It's like they're your ex for a reason. You broke up with this person because there was probably a lot of reasons why they weren't great, but we just, yeah, we only remember the good things and the great sex. And that's because it's, or if it was, if it was great sex. And that's because I think intimacy, when you get intimate with someone and you have that real connection, you just sort of, you can't, ha- you could see a hot chick or a hot guy at a bar, but you don't have, you're missing that, that thing, that intimacy. So I think that's what it is more so than someone else. So it can be challenging. And the porn, I don't know. What's your thoughts on porn? Vote yes, I think no? we, talk, we spoke about this on, on, on my podcast. I think, you know, you're right. I think it's kind of a double-edged sword, you know, porn's great. Porn is sexy and, right. uh, you know, it's cool, but I think it can also be a little over, overused, maybe overstimulated. Right. If you're, you know, maybe if this man, yeah, would lay off the porn a little bit, exactly. then maybe he would be a little bit more turned on. That's what I was going right. to say. You got to moderate. So it's like everything. I'm never going to tell you guys, don't watch porn or don't, you know, don't do anything. As long as it's moderation, I think it's cool. But if you feel like you're watching too much porn, Spencer, try to do the old fashioned way or try to start with porn or maybe not, try to not start with porn. Try to get as far as you can and then turn the porn on or just like see how far you can go like using your imagination and thinking about things because once you remove that obstacle, um, I think that you'll find that you'll be able to reconnect. And again, a lot of this disconnection and that we're talking about the reason why you're with someone is it's not happening is you might not be as connected to yourself either. So you're saying they're not sexing a way you find attractive. You're probably just uh, seeking, you're probably just looking for some kind of intimate connection with them. And I love the whole like looking in someone's eyes and, and breathing with them and just finding some kind of connection to get you out of your head and um, wherever you're going. But also if you just got out of a relationship, just go easy on yourself too. I think people think they should be a certain place when they're not. And it can take a while to heal from an ex. Like, yeah. I just think what do they say? They say like half the time, yeah. right? Half so the half like the relationship. Year. I think it's true. Yeah. Right. You know, it can take yeah. Take, so be, give yourself you know, give yourself a break there. here. Okay, I've got another email for you to answer with me. Okay. Oh, but the other thing I want to say here is going back to dating younger women. Scott, do you find that there's a certain way that women's you're having? I'm assuming you're having sex with women. <clears throat> that it's changed in the recent years or there's a certain way that you have you been with women and had the experience that it feels like they're not moving authentically to a way that feels good to them but maybe it's something they saw in porn like, yeah sure I th- well yeah or and or just just something in pop culture right right you right know? exactly I mean it's it's amazing the influence I know things have on young women before they sort of understand who they are as a woman. Right. And you see that you, you're, and you, you see the like addictive in, in the, in the behavior. Yeah. Men and women, you know, true. men and women. Um, right. No, it's true. It's men. And I'm hearing it from both sides. All yeah. sides. Um, but specifically porn. I don't know. I just, maybe I okay. mean, it's just, just curious if that can't, it's positive. No po- possible. It's possible. Okay. Probably it's something to think about now. Positive too. Think about it. Yeah, it could be, but I it's think like, it, what I've heard from guys are like, why is it? And I hear this from um, women too, that they're acting like they're saying like, Oh yeah, spank me or choke me or do certain things that don't seem congruent to what's happening in the moment and what they really want. They're kind of like mm. reciting a script. Yeah. Like this so is how you have sex on. because we don't have sex, sex education, which we do not. And all you're seeing is porn. That's like the first thing you've ever seen you would think that that's how you have sex. Do you, uh, what, what do you find? What's the difference in sex education here 
versus do you know what the sex education is like in like say Europe? Yes, that's a really good question. Well, the Netherlands is the only place that I can cite that is doing it right because in the Netherlands they teach about safe sex and they teach about like you know STDs, but they also talk about pleasure and masturbation. And I think that's what we're missing that we don't teach kids about pleasure, their bodies, and masturbation. Like I know that a lot of women I didn't know how to masturbate. Like it didn't occur to me as a kid. So I think that that the Netherlands is always being held up as the one place that's doing it right. So we should do that. We have some good sex out there. Yeah, exactly. Like a girl, a girl <clears throat> of an orgasm. Her mom would be like, "How was it? Did you use a condom? Did you have an orgasm?" Like, congratulations. Could you imagine parents here? Like, <laughs> congratulations, <laughs> honey. We'll take you out to ice cream. Way too. Hard, I know. Right? No one wants to talk to their parents about sex either. So that's a whole other thing. Okay, we've got another email from Sarah, twenty-five in Florida. Hi, new listener, but loved you on the Caitlin Bristow's podcast. I decided to listen to Casual Sex as my first episode and wanted to address something and ask your thoughts on it as well. This is what we were talking about earlier, Scott. When your friend said that girls are more often... I had a friend on the show during that show. And she said, when your friend said that girls are more often than not the ones who bash each other for sex and that it's generally uh, generally not men, I'm not sure I agree with that. I think, yes, girls are mostly the ones who bash each other publicly, but I think guys aren't as comfortable with someone who sleep around but just don't announce it. Uh, so um, when I look at my guy friends dating, it's normally girls who've only had sex with a handful of guys. Maybe it's because I live in the South, which I think is true. But what are your thoughts on this? Do guys judge but just not say it? So she's saying she hears that girls, you know, girls are bashing, but she doesn't agree. But she thinks the men are like, yeah, she's a whore, or whatever guys are saying. So she wants to know about that. I think I think she's right. It's regional. Yeah, I would I would imagine there's that there's factors of that too, uh, but I also think that you know fuck people who are bashing, you know, and and place value in that like oh I'm only gonna have a girlfriend who's had you know x amount of sexual partners like I mean fuck them I know it comes from such a um I don't know it comes from culture, religion, just from where you grew up that you think that people, I just wish I could just kind of get this out of everyone's head that whatever you believe to be true about what makes someone a great lover or a great partner because they've had a, a certain amount of A great person, right? exactly. Like, is that the most important that thing? That is like, the most important thing. You could have sex with 500 people, 10,000, who cares? It doesn't matter. Do they have it's your a, back? Do they yeah. have your, yeah. Ride or part. die with you. Right, ride you, or you die. You want to you know, hang out with some chick who's, you know, sex with five guys and... Yeah. She's, you know, a terrible person and shallow. Exactly. And fuck that. I'll right. put my values in the one who's, you know, screwed yeah. the whole football team. Exactly. Right. <laughs> She's like really sweet to you and like, mm-hmm. you know, whatever that means to Hell you, yeah. takes care of you. Some guys do judge. I definitely have heard that. But those are not the guys sure. you want to be with, Sarah. Exactly. These are not the guys that you want to be with, nor are these the women that you want to be hanging out with if they are bashing each other. There was a survey done by Skin Condoms. We love Skin Condoms. That did not find that women were more judgy. Um, on other women than men were. So I just think it'd also be who you hang out with. I think there's mean girls. I think yeah. there's mean guys. And I really think the most important thing is to is to not gossip and not talk about this stuff anyway. So what I've learned to do, and I've been doing this for years, but I literally, to me, it's toxic. If someone, I hear someone gossiping about someone or even just like, can you believe she did that? It's almost like it, it jolts me. Like I, I can't, my, I can't tolerate that kind of stuff. And I know she's young in the South. So Sarah, just know, keep holding on to what you feel is true. And you don't want to hang out with the guys that you even heard are saying this or the women who are being yeah. bitchy and lead the charger. Don't say bitchy things about your friends. Drop the dead weight, you know, clear exactly. the slate. Like as, as I get older, that's the one thing I love doing. Just Yes. Cleaning house of people that I don't need in my life. Mm-hmm. It's like I don't need a thousand friends. No, I don't need all that shit anymore. 
I'm great. I had a great group of friends, and it's great to just chill. You got to keep right. Chop and block. Look at the shoulds. Like I don't think there should be any shoulds. Like when I had a birthday party this year, I was like, I don't want any shoulds. Like, and I started doing this a few years ago. I was like, if I should, yeah, I don't. I want to. There's no shoulds because I've been friends forever. No, that's not a reason to actually have someone in your life. Or oh, well, they invite me to to my party. No, and the people who are weighing you down and their toxic energy, cut, cut, cut. I agree. And then when the second you do that, once you let anything go in your life, you are making space for something new to come in. So if you're letting go of toxic people, you're going to find the people that you that are more you're aligned with who you are. Toxic, toxic. Ugh. I know. I was just actually thinking about this toxic girl my buddy dates. She's Why? So, she's so toxic. Oh, just because, like, because you know we're talking about toxic people. Yeah, let's do it. I'm like she is so toxic. Explain to me. Uh let's see. I mean. The, you know, obsessed with uh, social media. Ugh. That's where it all, like I would say, starts. Doesn't you know? Um, it's really interesting because uh, <laughs> I'll tell you a story. She, she, she's you know one of those people who are just obsessed with finding out what's going on in his phone. Oh, she took his phone. The old phone. Yeah, okay. the old phone thing, and. It's really interesting to see, like, I know I've been in toxic relationships before, and my friends see it as clear as day. And then when you're when you're in it, sometimes you could just be cold, cold blinded right. by the light. Yeah, yeah. And by like, those pheromones. Like, yeah, I'm like, man, the sex must be good, right? <laughs> yeah, like, like how it you must not- be. I mean, it must be right. really good if you're sticking around for this bullshit. Right. Right. No, it's true. Right. Did you ever? Yeah. Can't, and you can't. I didn't know where I was going with and that. And you can't. But you can't tell them though. You can't be like your girlfriend is just sucks. Can yeah, you? Yeah, it sucks. That's a you know that's a good one. Like I've been dealing with this recently, and I'm like thinking, yeah, like can I say certain things that I've heard her say to other people? Can I repeat that stuff back? Do you do that? No. I, okay, that's a really good question. I don't think that it's good to be like the hearsay or everyone else says thing to your partner, to your boyfriend, to your male friend. Yeah. But what I think is good to say, like. I don't not know if guys friend. talk about this. your male friend, your guy, your buddy, your buddy, <laughs> my buddy. But what I think it is, and I and I hope that guys are getting better at this because I know girls do it, women do it, but just to be like, buddy, I, I care about you. I, I we're good friends, and I just feel like when you're with her, you just seem like you're a little more on edge, or I'm just not sure she has your best interest at heart. And I know that to bring in other collaborators, it makes it seem like like you're the one who's out there gathering the information, and just to be like, I care about you. Like, can guys say that shit to each other? Yeah, no, I mean, definitely we can. And I we've had to say things before, for sure. Uh, but it, it is a weird situation. Like, if, if he, you know, if, if a buddy's, like, totally head over heels for a chick, right? And then you kind of are getting in between that, and then they then they resent you, or then they... Then what are they going to do, right? If you, if, yeah. you tell, if you tell your buddy... Right. That... You know, uh, this chick said this or did that, or you know, you kind of like triangulate the, That's the true. thing, right? Then, she, then, then he's gonna probably address it with her, right? right? And oh, right. And then you, you're not invited to Thanksgiving, and they hate yeah, you. Yeah, it just comes. It comes. What uh, if it's sticky. like? What if you say this? It is sticky. You're right because you don't know how mature they are and how they're gonna handle. It. What if it's just like you ask some probing questions, like, "How's it going? How's it really going?" Yeah. Because I see sometimes you guys. Are, I'm just curious because I care about you, mm-hmm. and it seems like. You're not always, sometimes she says things to you and I feel like I wouldn't be able to handle it. Like, just in that way. I don't know. I just think that there's ways that we, we're sometimes too nice to our friends and we don't want to get, you know, we don't want to rock the boat, but when we have those friends that are 
close to sometimes there's a way to do it that's feels good to everybody yeah yeah so you should call your friend on the way home um i know one. you were in to- what was your toxic relationship like what made it toxic um i actually dated uh a, a, a mild, well, not mild. I did like an alcoholic, and mm-hmm. I didn't really realize it was a very short-lived relationship right. of a few months. But I was also working on a movie at the time when it happened. I was working on two different movies actually, back to back. And so the relationship sort of got stretched out a lot longer than it would have mm-hmm. normally if I had just been home and right. I had seen the behavior patterns. Right. People can hide it for a while, right? right? So it's it stretched out a little longer than it should have. But you know, I, I chalked up a couple bad nights, like. You know, big nights where you know she got wasted, drunk, and kind of made a big scene or acted completely inappropriate right. uh, to like, oh well, like that was like a crazy night. Maybe that was you know okay. Yeah. And then you know, sober, she was great. Right. You know, it was great. It was um, very you know very charged and very strong. So I think that kept me around mm-hmm. longer than right. it, than I should have. Got been. it. Yeah. And then you notice after. Yeah. So it takes a yeah. while to notice those. The drinking thing is the worst. I mean, I have a hard time with that. Yeah, my mom used to always say, "Pay attention." Yeah. Right, and like it's so true. Now I, now you really pay attention. Like, how do people treat the waiter and waitress mm-hmm. when they walk in the restaurant? Like, how, like you can like you right can away. like a lot of stuff can go over your head mm-hmm. if you're kind of under the like love spell sometimes. Yes. And you're like, wait, 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 like, pay the fuck pay attention. attention. Right. Like, see how they treat people. See how they are. See how they are with their friends see who their friends are yes the apple doesn't fall far from it's the tree it's so true yeah there's all the information my mom always says the issues you have in the third date you'll have forever that's something my mom taught me Ooh, that's good and one. she's really it's true and it's not that you'll necessarily see them but to know that I want everyone to stop and think about that now someone you've been dating for a few months or a few years I'll bet you there's a challenge you have right now and you probably already knew it you probably already came up on that third date and so what are you gonna do about it because people don't change unless they want to so that's my uh, dating advice there. Any final closing words from you, Scott mm. Eastwood? It's so fun. Thanks for no. coming in. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, it's a good time. Yeah, I'm sorry yeah. I broke the clitoris. It's okay. There's the been clitoris. more clitorises. Clitoris, clitoris. There's a lot more where that came from. But everyone should check out your podcast. Your, uh, Live Life at, Better. Live Life Better. It's yeah. at Scott Eastwood everywhere. Instagram. You've got a lot of followers and people. I know you don't care. Social no, media. I'm kidding because you were talking about social media. Social media is a pain in the ass. It is kind of right. Um, do you enjoy it? I I look. I I think it is the way in which it's a weird thing. Social media, um, because I remember before there was social media. I remember how I felt before there was social media, um, and now it's such a part of our lives. Right. It's. It's so time consuming. It can be habitual. I think it needs, just like you were saying earlier, moderation. Mm-hmm. Even moderation, moderation. Like you <laughs> really have to be diligent about that. You know, I mean, it's easy to get lost in that in that world, and, and you need to remember, like, this is like not real. This no. is fake. This right. is a, like this isn't like like what we're mm-hmm. doing right now is real. This is real. We're having a conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, this is just stuff. It's noise. It's it is noise. Ambient stuff. Right. Try to walk away from the phone. Like I try to do it when I'm working out or when I'm just like leaving the house or at work. I'll like trying to like put it away, like turn it off. Yep. Just, just, just distraction. Okay, so you're at Scott Eastwood. Check out your podcast. Check out your life. Check out my life. And good luck with everything you're doing. I love that you're a seeker and that you're doing good in the world. Thank you. And you're awesome. 
So thanks for being here and thanks everyone for listening. You're awesome. And uh, thanks to my amazing team, Ken, volunteer Sarah, producer Jamie and Michael. Was it good for you? Email me, feedback at sexwithemily.com. I went over to my best girlfriend's house to cheer her up after a recent breakup. Of course, I bought her a care package that I thought would do the trick. And not to brag, but I nailed it. I hadn't seen her that excited since prom. See, I'm pretty gifted at gifting pleasure, but the combination of the magic wand rechargeable and a pint of ice cream had her this close to forgetting about her heartache. She had no idea that the magic wand was now unleashed from its cord. She couldn't believe it had four intensity levels, four new vibration patterns, the same mind-blowing power as the original, and can easily be used in any room of the house. And hey, she can even throw it in her bag on her next date, when she's ready, of course. And get this, I haven't heard from her since, so I think the two of them will be very happy together. But let's be honest, who wouldn't? The Magic Wand Rechargeable is the sure thing. To get yours, just go to magicwandemily.com or click the banner on my website today.